Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnuttings with you on a Wednesday. Hello, Walnut. It is me, Laz, here for another episode of Walnut Wednesday, and I am so excited. It has been a long time coming, and she's been on my list for 1,500 years to invite Libby Robertson to Walnut Wednesday. Welcome, Libby. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. So excited. I'm so excited. And so I have told you this like before and Walnut, I've actually, Libby and I have met in like a past life, in this life, but a past life of ours where we both worked for the same company. And um, Libby, I think I told you on Instagram after I've been stalking you for like maybe two years. Um, we sat on the plane together on the way to Auckland once. And um, and then I, where did I meet you again? I think it was on Viola's podcast. And I was like, she's, this girl's got a Kiwi accent. What the heck? <laughs> I was so like new into personal development and all that kind of stuff that I was like, whoa, I didn't know like a, a New Zealander could jump on the woo-woo train and like take it that far. Like what the heck? And then I've started listening to you since then. I didn't know that is amazing. <laughs> And that was, that was on the, as you sent me that message on Instagram today, that was on the plane trip up to the assistant management day or something, or the, and then the ball, the was ball it with the yeah. day first and then the ball or something like that, I think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. And I remember like the yellow dress that you're wearing. I was like, oh, that's that nice girl that talked to me on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then got so drunk that she nearly threw a stiletto at someone. <laughs> I'd wait to like to, to get into this, but Libby, do you want to just introduce yourself for the walnuts who don't who maybe don't know you? They probably do if they if they've been around. But um, yeah, if you could introduce yourself, that would be amazing. I would love to. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Libby Robertson. If we haven't met before, I am a best-selling author. I am the CEO and founder of Libby Robertson Global and the School of Spiritual Healing Arts, which I started the SOSHA, the School of Spiritual Healing Arts with my husband, Dane. And we have over the last nearly four years now, grow in a global company and get to impact people all around the world. I'm a multi six figure a year coach and healer and have started several social initiatives, which yeah, is a lot of fun to be able to contribute to humanity, not just in the business, but actually, you know, give back in the way that I, that I love to as well. And yeah, I'm a shamanic healer. I've got a degree in psychology and everything that I do with my clients and in, in the world. And I guess a bit about me backstory is, you know, from a place of my own experience and education and training and yeah, just seeing this gap in the world where, you know, I truly believe in the uh, the marriage of business and spirituality. I believe in the marriage of like, you know, deep spirituality and, you know, all of these amazing things that we have access to in the energetic realms and being really human and enjoying the luxuries of life. And yeah, the, the weaving of very two seemingly opposite things. That's, that's what I'm all about. So yeah, so that's a, that's a nutshell, a walnut nutshell version. <laughs> I love that. And you so, um, I feel like you so just practice what you preach basically like you, you I can tell when I like see your posts on social media and like when we when we chat every now and then like you're fully embodied in what you're doing and I think that's like a reason why I'm so like attracted to your energy is because you're just completely authentically this is your actual life there's no like yeah. there's no faffing about <laughs> And it's, and it's funny because, and I literally, I run a mastermind called Magnetic for that reason. Because when I started, like, so I started, when I started my company and I started, you know, I had a really successful career from a 3D perspective, you know, like climb the corporate ladder, get a really good job, you know, do this. And, and I did that really well. And I always knew that that wasn't it. Like I always knew that that was kind of, it was nice. It was good. It was, you know, comfortable. And the, I kind of started my company by mistake. <laughs> like it would literally was just me sharing. Cause I had so many people asking, Hey, how have you changed your life? And I was just sharing about how I've changed my life. And I started a blog and 
And every, every time that um, I would learn something new and I'd just embody it, I'd notice that people would literally just come to me and ask me to teach them. So it's not like, you know, I always say to people, like most of my marketing is energetic marketing because it's around like, hey, this is who I am. And and I don't know, I feel like it's just, it just, it just works. And, you know, all of us have that available to us. And I love, 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 love seeing it when people find that for themselves, that like, this is what I'm born for. Like that is, that is where the, the money is and that is where the magic is. So yeah. Yes. I love that. And I resonate with that, like with that so much and I'm still in the in between, but it's like, so it's like there at the moment. I'm like, yeah. so excited. But yeah. um, yeah. do you want to maybe, shall we start at the beginning? Like how, how you got here? Because I know that it was quite, I remember listening to where you were on a podcast. Um, was, I don't think it was Viola's one. I think it was another one where you did, where you talked about what you had been through, which I'm sure you will share shortly, but um, so um, like abruptly. It, and it was like such a deep thing. And you're like, it sounds like I'm saying it and just brushing over it, but it's because I've done so much healing on it. <laughs> I, like really, I really like love that because I was like, oh yeah, actually that's what happens when you like put the work in and then you can look at it in hindsight like that later. But um, yeah. yeah, how did you get here? And let's talk about the beginning of the blog thing and the, and the getting sober and things like that. I'd love to dive into that if you're happy to. Yeah. Can we go real deep? Can we go straight in? So oh, maybe, please. Yep. Scoop the gear on. Let's go. Things. There may be some trigger warnings for anyone listening and we have to say, have to say that. So yeah. Um, yeah, this is a deep conversation. I don't hold anything back. So if you're ready for a real conversation, then stay. But if you're not, if you're feeling quite sensitive today, then maybe come back and listen to this at another time. Um, so thank you, Les, for holding the, have the space where we can go go deep and real. And so, yeah, so the, so the blog I shared before, like just organically, I had this call, you know, this desire, you know, you know how like, just in life, you might have an impulse, like an impulse, You're like, I really want to go shopping right now. Or I really feel like going and buying a new handbag right now. I had the same impulse to just go and start a blog. And this blog was very specific because at the time that I had this impulse to start a blog was coming up to two years sober for me. And I remember it so clearly. I was Dane and I, my husband and I were cycling. This is actually the trip we got engaged. We were cycling the length of the South Island in New Zealand, here in New Zealand. We cycled the entire island, which took us three weeks. Wow. And on that trip, we it was really a physical representation of the two years in the lead up to that physical three-week trip. And I remember walking along the beach one day on an off day when I wasn't cycling and had this very clear message of start sharing your journey. And I'm like, why everyone listening is like, what's your journey? Tell us about the journey. I'll get to the journey. I promise. <laughs> this is really important. So there I was like walking along the beach and I'm like, man, like, you know, I had a successful career. I had in my contract at the time in my career that I couldn't really have a public, um, online social media presence and so I was really conflicted like how am I receiving this guidance to share my personal story but in actual fact like my job is limiting to limiting me to what I can actually do and I was walking along the beach and I said God creator spirit universe please show me if this is actually aligned or am I just making this shit up? Like, you know, do I just have this desire for my, for my own sake? Cause I, I don't know, feel like, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but I was like, please show me that this is the aligned path. Mm -hmm. And I shit you not, Les, this is so crazy. And everyone listening, this is like, this shit sounds made up. And this is how I know that this is the path that I was meant to be walking. Cause here I am, it's like 7am on a, I don't know, summer morning in the South Island in New Zealand, and I'm walking along this beautiful white sandy beach, one step in front of the other, and I'm asking the universe, show me universe, show me the path. Shit you not. This guy in a suit starts walking up to me, right? I'm on the beach. A guy in a suit, full suit, shoes and everything, starts walking up to me. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? what is going on? And he starts walking up to me. And by this stage, I'm like walking faster and faster and faster and trying to walk away from him. Like, what is this guy doing? Oh my God. He starts walking right up to me and he's like next to me now. And he's like, Hey, good morning. And I'm like, oh, leave me alone. And he's like, I am the pastor and the minister from this local church. 
And what I do on my way to my day job every day as I walk and I ask God where I want, where he wants me to be. And this morning, this is the route that I took. And I believe that I have a message for you. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, he goes, you're quite spiritual, eh? And I was like, I guess you could say that. He's like, oh, okay. Well, well, anyway, I have a message for you. Let me see what it is. So he, he goes, I'm, you know, I'm a prophet is the word that he used. I said, okay, well, let's see what your message is. And so he, we stop on the beach. No one's around. Still very early in the morning. He's in a suit. I'm in my beach clothes. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, you have a message to share with the world. Your journey is your testimony. That was it. Wow. We went on to have a few other conversations and some other things that I was just like, what? So that was the moment that I knew that that was the chapter of what I'm now, the life and the person that I now am. So the journey that he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> tears. I know. Oh, <laughs> Emotional. No. Yeah. So yeah, I'm covered, covered in bliss bumps right now. Um, oh. So that was the two-year mark into my, into my journey. I'm now about to celebrate six years since I last had a drink. And yeah, I know, it's so Yay, good. Happy dance. Yeah. And so that was nearly four, yeah, four years ago. And the journey that he was talking about was I was someone in the past, up until the 30th of January, 2016, who loved to party. She loved to tequila shot her way around the world. She loved to snort anything that would make her feel high. Um, what else? She dealt with all of her emotions by eating them and then throwing them back up or drinking them or smoking them. And I had known for a very long time for like a very, like at least I want to say probably 10 years before, maybe not 10 years, maybe like seven or eight years before that moment on the 30th of January, 2016, I knew that going out and not remembering your night before was not normal. Right. I, I used to think it was normal, but I began to realize that, holy shit, like this is, this is out of control. Mm -hmm. I was someone who would spend all my money paycheck to paycheck I remember some nights where I was the type of person where I'd go out it would be payday and I would go out because it was payday and I'd wake up in the morning and oh what's happened I've spent all my money for the next week or two weeks on partying last night um what else I was also someone who did uh, the way that I was when I was drinking I wouldn't you know if I started drinking I couldn't stop and I wouldn't stop until something made me either I had to black out or you know start like the night would end and I would be have to be dragged home kicking and screaming by whoever I was partying with um, and it got to a point where in my relationship uh, Dane had so I was in a relationship with Dane at the stage this was my fourth relationship and the previous like serious relationship and the previous three had broken up or had ended because of my drinking. Mm -hmm. So Dane had had enough of my shit. <laughs> Literally the amount of conversations we would have on a Sunday morning because of my behavior and who I had been and, you know, how I had embarrassed myself and what I'd said to people. And I remember actually even saying to our area leader once, Laz, um, pretty much have like say like sharing these things with him when I was wasted and talking about how I thought that he was doing his job all wrong and you know like yeah like I could see ways they could do it better and oh my gosh yeah. like conversation like things like this so that was in my job it was impacting my job it was impacting my relationships it was impacting my family my friendships and most importantly I was like I thought it was normal to wake up every Sunday, maybe every Thursday as well. If I'd been out on a Wednesday night, um, Saturday morning, whenever it was waking up in the morning, where am I? What did I do last night? Why do I feel so freaking guilty? And like this shame that just feels like it's eating me up and, oh, like I don't want to do anything today. I just want to stay in bed all day. 
couldn't get out of bed sometimes, just like didn't want to face the world, didn't know how to face the world and still show up, you know, and put a smile on my face and do really well in my career and, you know, put on a, you know, a bright outlook of life. But behind the scenes, I was like, literally, I feel like my soul was just eating itself alive, right? That's what it felt like. And that night, the last night that I ever drank was the night that changed it all. Because a week before that, I had been out partying. I'd been out to watch the cricket. It was a Saturday afternoon. I went out at like midday with a friend and Dane starts calling me. He's like, where are you? Where are you? And no answer. Where are you? No answer. Midnight rolls around. He's at home and he's like, where is she? So he tries to go to sleep, can't sleep. I'm still out partying. Like 4am rolls around. I'm still not there. 6am, he hops in his car and drives around, not because he's controlling, but because he's worried sick because I went out at 12 on the mm -hmm. Saturday and was still not home and the clubs were all closing. And there I was walking along the streets, like my heels in my hand, barefoot, stumbling everywhere. Yeah. And so he picked me up and he said, if that ever happens again, I am out. Like I am done. That is, I, he was, I do not deserve to be treated like that's not the kind of relationship I want with someone and this is just too much like I can't deal with this anymore so I said yeah yeah you're right babe you're right I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop never again mm -hmm. Friday rolls around and it's been a really busy day at work and my co-worker and I we looked at each other and we were like champagne <laughs> So we open the, open the, open the bubbles, open the wine or whatever it was, pour a glass. And we're like, just, just one. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Okay. I said, I wouldn't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Just one. Just one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then we're like, another one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just another one though. Just one more. All right. All right. Should we go to the pub? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the pub. Just, just one pub though. Just for one drink, one pub. It's Friday. We've had a hard to, you know, totally justifying the whole thing. Anyway. Well, that night. Sure enough, not sure exactly what happened still to this day. All I remember is going home and I'd seen Dane and Dane and I had gotten a fight because I don't, I don't even know why, but we'd gotten a fight. And I remember kicking and screaming and punching holes in the living room wall, literally like, cause we were having this fight and he pretty much said, it's done. It is over. Like, I do not want anything to do with this. Um, you know, I love you, but this, I I'm done. I'm absolutely done. No more in the morning, get your things, get out. So I took myself to bed and he stayed in the lounge room chatting with our housemate at the time. From his perspective, what he heard was a scream and then the neighbors beginning to shout some things. So they, him and the housemate went outside and they saw me lying on the ground outside our two-story apartment on the concrete laying, just laying there. And for some reason in that moment, I, in that state that I had been in, in that drunken state with that level of consciousness and that amount of depression, I couldn't see a way out. And I had decided that I wanted to end it in that moment. So I tried and I obviously did not succeed at that, which I would not be, yeah, I'm so good at being able to be here and tell the story. So when I found myself in hospital and realized that I had a neck brace on and realized that there was no Dane, my parents were here and what the fuck had happened. When I began to learn and realize what had happened and some of my memories started coming back from like literally just blackout drunk. And I realized that I had tried to end it all because of the thing that, because of the blow up that had happened with Dane. And I was just sick of living like that. I was sick of living with myself and wanted out. I just wanted out. And in that moment, in that state, that was the only way that I could see out in that drunken state. So having a conversation and as I was sobering up over several hours in the hospital and, you know, thank goodness, pretty much the only things that happened physically was my knees, both my knees went 
like damaged and I had a concussion everything else like walked up was able to walk away and I always I laugh about it now because I literally number one I hit rock bottom I landed on concrete outside <laughs> and number two I literally had to walk learn how to walk again you know like with your know, crutches I had to learn how to walk again I had to learn how to walk <sighs> so in that hospital bed the nurse asked me she goes you realize this behavior is not normal people don't do this people don't drink like that People don't make decisions to end their life like that. That is not normal behavior. What are you going to do? And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? My soul was like, you know what to do. And I'm like, no, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's easy enough to know. I don't know what to do. And it was so booming loud that the words came out of my mouth. And I was like, I can never drink again. And as soon as I said it and I burst into tears and I knew that that commitment and that devotion and that moment witnessed by the universe, witnessed by the nurse, by my mother who was sat at my bedside. And I knew that was, I knew that that was the moment that was going to change everything. Mm -hmm. I had no fucking clue how I was going to do it. I had no fucking clue of anyone who had ever decided to not drink in their life. I didn't know anyone who didn't drink. I didn't know anyone that didn't live the life like, you know, like partying and, and drinking and stuff. And I knew in that moment that I couldn't do it alone. And so I said to the universe, like, universe, please help me. Like, please help me. I don't even know how to walk. I don't even know how to move myself forward from this moment. So from that moment on the 30th of January, 2016, I remember my mom taking me home back to her house because now Jane had left and had enough. I accepted that. I realized, shit, I'm the one that created all of this. I'm the one that now has to take responsibility and deal with all my shit. So on that drive home, I remember arriving back to my parents' house and, and they had the spare room all set up for me. And, and I lay in bed and I wasn't allowed TV or lights on or anything like this because of the concussion. And I just had to lay there. And it was honestly, Les and Walnuts, it was honestly like the most in hindsight, the most beautiful experience that I ever got because I got to lay there and just in that dark room and reflect on my entire life. Mm. I got to own up to all the mistakes that I'd made. I got to like apologize to people that I'd really hurt. I got to like really look at my shit and go, holy crap, like I, I did that. I was that person. That's not who I am at my core. I don't want to be that person anymore. Let me do something about this. Yeah. So one day at a time, now I've created more than I could ever have imagined possible in my life. And I honestly know, like hand on my heart, that no matter what we are experiencing in life, that we can walk ourselves out of the deepest, darkest moments and create a life beyond our wildest dreams mm. like, and experience true, true, true happiness. Because that's, that's legit my life now. Like I said, it's not because I don't say, teach these things and say them because I learned them from a textbook. I had to walk myself out of that dark room energetically might like mentally emotionally and it was the messiest darkest couple of years of my life that for those first two years and then I got to myself to a moment where I'm like I'm ready to share what I've what I've been through and I'm ready to share the journey that that I've walked in the path that I've walked so wow yeah and you're you're such a testament like, I think I said that already in the beginning but you're such a testament to that that you can literally literally hit, hit rock bottom and now have a life of abundance joy and and all the things whether it be you know going sober or whatever the, your yeah. thing is you know yeah. um I just wanted to go back to like how I mean is there a, a walnutty moment or do you have like a little story of maybe when you had to sort of confront something I know that there are a few walnuts um in the audience who um we all know someone who has got a lot of like demons and mm -hmm. and shadow and we like to cover it and we like to smoke it away or drink it away or hide it under aggression and things like that do you yeah. have like a kind of like example of a moment where you've had to be brave and you've had to warn it and you've had to do something in order to sort of shed because you kind of you cover things right you'd kind of like put everything or sweep it all under the rug mm -hmm. have you got an example of where you've had to really just like bring something up into the light and be like this is my shit and I've really got to eat it right now you know 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So one thing that comes to mind actually is actually in those, there, there's been many, and this is now how I live my life. Like if something comes up that I'm like, I'm trying to hide this, that's when I know that I need to yeah. speak into it and share mm -hmm. it with whoever. I call them courageous, sweaty palm conversations. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like we're sitting there sweating, like, oh my God, this could change everything in this relationship. Or this could like, you know, this person could completely reject me or, you know, and whatever it is. So I live, I now live my life by this, but in the beginning, especially when I, you know, exactly that, I was smoking everything, height, everything's all good on the surface, it's totally fine, I'm all good, I'm totally fine, meanwhile, under the surface, it's like, ah, so I remember in those moments, like, you know, I, I remember trying to be this version of myself that I clearly wasn't, I was, you know, and with, with my mom, she was sat there at the hospital bed, and, you know, I wanted to make it seem like this was the first thing that had ever happened like this right and I had to sit down with her and have a conversation and be like look you know this is not the first time that this has happened and this is my past and these are the things that I've done and you know and to really be witnessed by her in that you know for example like um you know before, yeah <sighs> these are the ways that I've messed up um I had to have a conversation as well with with Dane of really going like look I've I fucked up I did these things in my past and I've I've done that and I you know I you know I was you know not the best person here and just really have those conversations and yeah I just remember I remember as well like <sighs> that feeling of like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about this or I don't want to have this conversation or just what if this person, what do you know, what if my mom or, you know, Dane at the time who were like, and even, even just other people as well. I'm trying to think of other examples, but those were the two real ones where I was like, I can't hide anymore. I just have to spill everything, like everything that I've been trying to hide. I have to say it all. Yeah. yeah. And how did it feel? How did it feel? after the fact after the one after the warning the sweaty palm courageous conversation <laughs> how did that feel once you had spoken to the two like key people that you were the most afraid to speak your truth to yeah yeah well honestly like the lead up to it was scary af and mm -hmm. afterwards being met with so much love so for example like I'll share with you an actual example of a conversation that took place I, I read about it briefly in, in the book as well um you know I hadn't ever shared with my mum that you know as a teenager I was raped like I'd never shared that with her she she didn't know that and so I had to have that conversation with her because I'm like well this is part of my story and part of my journey and I had been so embarrassed to you know that you know to even have that as an experience and so that conversation and the lead up to that was so scary and I remember just standing in the kitchen at her house and saying like mom there's something I have to tell you and she turned around you know we just got her preparing food or something and and I was like there's something I have to tell you she turns around she's like what is that and I'm like it's big you know so just I'm gonna share something with you and I was expecting I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was almost expecting like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Or I can't believe that happened. Or just like anger or, you know, like, oh, who was that? I'm going to go hunt them down, like something like that. And that's not like, so that's what I was afraid of. And when I had the conversation and she just was like, thank you so much for telling me. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that just to be met with so much compassion and honestly, Les and Walnuts, that's what I have found. When we have people in our lives that we have to have those conversations with because they're important to us. If they're not important to us, then we don't have the conversations with them. Mm -hmm. So when they're important to us, we have the conversations to them. Those people that are meant to stay in our lives. Like, honestly, when I've had similar conversations with Dane, I've been expecting a massive blow up. And all I've been met with is, thank you so much for telling me. <laughs> I love that. It's like you've you've subconsciously like found well, not subconsciously, but you've got these people in your world that are just like meant for you that you were meant to like divinely find with the timing and tell them in the right yeah um, like protected 
timing I get like it's just yeah exactly and it's like and I think that's such a big thing in our healing journeys and in our life's journeys as well as being really you know um and mindful of who we allow to hold space for us, you know, to, as we're going through our healing journeys, but also people, people are really nice. You know, like I think our people in our worlds have much bigger hearts than often we give them credit for. Mm. And the compassion that can come, you know, and the closeness that can come when we have these kind of conversations and these moments of, you know, really, really owning up to stuff and really owning our stuff is, you know, like we have, it allows more intimacy. It allows, you know, us to see people's true colors and, you know, allows us to not have to walk the journey alone as well, which is what happens when we try to hide it. I love that. And I, I'm just thinking as you, as you were like speaking, it's like how you were talking about, we, people are a lot nicer than you give, give them credit. And I think also like when you come to a journey of like, accepting who you are and loving yourself as well like you actually realize hey I actually am pretty cool and I actually am a really nice person and I've been like thinking all the and that's why we project out like oh they're going to be mad at me when I say this but actually to receive so much like love and compassion back like you say yeah giving that to ourselves as well I don't know it just made me like think of like actually it's a bit of a projection at the same time you know 100% it is yeah that deep self-love that comes first and from that place is you know we get to be we get to be our first lover you know we get to be our first you know you know the the one that we're most intimate with to start with and hold ourselves through that and yeah and then allow that to ripple out it's so beautiful I do have to share something though because people are probably like but didn't brain Dane break up with you what happened oh yeah let's go back to (laughs) so 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 that's what's on that so there I was at my parents house and I was laying in bed and dealing with all my shit literally I wrote myself a letter like I and I wrote myself a letter and I was like dear future Libby if you ever forget why you're on this journey remember this feeling right now the shame, the guilt, the hurt, the people that you've hurt, the ways that you've messed up, the ways that you've like completely ruined your life. Um, like all the reasons as to why I was changing my life. And so I was laying there in bed and I, I was listening to podcasts and like podcasts around sobriety. Like I um, started researching Alcoholics Anonymous and started, I went to a couple of AA meetings, um, which I went to a couple and it was nice to begin with and just decided to do things myself. And, um, and so that was, I was like, man, I, I'm really serious about this. And I could see now that not only had I said it, but I was now committing to it myself. It was not like just one of those things that I said, it was like, I was like, I'm really proud of myself. Like I'm doing everything that it takes to make this my life's path. Like, this is amazing. I'm serious. You know, like I really developed this deep self-trust. And a couple of days later, I didn't know this at the time, but Dane had obviously been thinking about me. Me and him didn't have any contact from the argument pretty much to the hospital. To We didn't have any contact. He was messaging my mum and she, my mum went and picked up some of my things and, but him and I, nothing. So apparently he had gone to work and it was like the Wednesday or Thursday and he had asked creator, God, universe, please give me a sign if I'm meant to be with Libby and if I meant to give her another chance. That same day, I just had this desire to apologize to Dane. Like maybe he would take me back, maybe he wouldn't, but I had messed up big time and caused him a lot of unneeded stress and I wanted to apologize. So I sent him flowers. So I get a message that evening from him just saying, thanks for the flowers. They were really beautiful hope you're doing well something like that still didn't contact we must have then maybe he messaged again or can't quite remember but we arranged for a conversation to take place in like two days time so I was like so excited that two days I'm like oh my god like is he gonna take like is he gonna you know take me back I use that word whether he did or whether he didn't I knew that I would be fine and I also knew that I like I'd messed up big time and yeah um so we had the conversation on the Friday and he's like, so like you, you fucked up pretty bad. Like what's going on? And I'm like, look, I did. I'm sorry. 
like seriously. And I have made the decision to change my entire life. And I've also made the decision to not drink ever again and expecting him to be like, and he's like, cool. Well, I'll do it with you and let's start again. (laughs) We love Jane. Right, right. So that was kind of like, we had our first part, the whole relationship had to die. It had to completely like, Ah, that was our old life. And then that, it was only like a week apart, but that was enough to be like, completely gone like learn the lessons that we need to learn and then let's start again in our real real path together and so yeah and then we got engaged four years ago on that trip that I was just talking about earlier yeah Yeah. and then got married and moved to digital nomaded and moved to Bali (laughs) oh I could talk to you for hours about your wonderful (laughs) life honestly like there's so much (laughs) it's available to to us all and also I remember in 2016 or maybe 17 at this stage I remember writing in my journal on my birthday universe please show me a like please show me what my purpose is like I'm ready for the next and I know that there is more for me and it took like from that moment you know a year and a half maybe even two years to really begin like really feeling like I was living my purpose like and that was a daily showing up of like universe show me now what now what now what and like yeah so it takes like we've planted the seed we know that it's here we know that it's in our field we know that it's happening we don't know when we don't know what it looks like we don't know how it's going to unfold but I just I know that that's what you're experiencing at the moment Laz and you know probably for many people listening as well oh well I have so many like questions and I could talk to you for like honestly so long but one thing that I really did want to like discuss with you um on Walnut Wednesday just because I'm so curious and it's been like kind of like calling out to me a little bit here and there along like along my life but Mm. the shaman thing shamanism and all that kind of stuff um we had um Stacia on here who's like a priestess wonderful amazing lady who talked a little bit about it but I'd love to know um what happened with you and what made you decide that healing pathway Mm. you know there's so many modalities and tools and all the things but what made that call out to you or draw you draw you to that kind of um, yeah I love that so I so before like when I was at university I finished my degree in psychology and I've always been interested in mindset and in you know attitude and creating your best life by the way that you see life and this sort of thing and I got to a point in my journey where from my own experience I was realizing that my mindset wasn't enough right I you know the emotions that I'd spent years suppressing or eating or smoking or drinking or spending money to try and make them go away and I realized that I couldn't just have a good mindset like I I I was realizing that there was more and that my emotions when I gave myself permission to feel my emotions or rather I had to because I didn't have you know I literally was like oh my god like how do I feel emotions like I'm excited like I want to go and drink because I'm excited right and I noticed that every single emotion that I had was a trigger for me to go and drink and so if if I was angry if I was sad if I was excited if I was happy like every single emotion for me in the past had been like a trigger and so I had to I was like oh what do I do with this this is oh what's this and so I was noticing that these emotions and I couldn't, they weren't, they weren't balanced at all. Like I would, for example, if I had like a weekend where it was just, you know, I didn't have to show up for anything, right. It was just like me and my healing journey. I would have breakdowns. I would just be constantly breaking down and constantly like finding myself on the floor in a heap and tears. Like what's wrong with me? Like what is going on? This is like crazy. And now obviously I, I know what, you know, I know why, because we have to feel all of our emotions and the only way to heal is to feel. And so I got to a point where I was like, right, I've got my, I've got my mind. I was working on my physical health. I was beginning to learn how to feel and process healthily my emotions. And instead of, you know, the energy leaking into rage outbursts and throwing things or getting angry, I was like, ah, I have to learn how to deal with this. Let me go and punch a pillow or let me go and, you know, send in as a scream at the beach or in nature or something like this. And then I got to this point where 
there was so much energy and my gifts, like my, like just energetically, like spirit was coming through, um, ne like next level situations were beginning to happen. And I realized I wasn't equipped to be able to handle the amount of energy that was beginning to come into my field. So as I was balancing myself and like returning to health, my, I guess we call them what spiritual gifts, clairvoyancy, mediumship was beginning to open, 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 open. And I was like, how do I deal with this? Like, you know, first of all, it started in dream state. So it was mostly when I was dreaming that I would be in the astral planes doing a lot of like work in the astral fields. And, and then I began to what I now know as the shamanic fields and the shamanic realms. And, and so I was like, man, so I started like learning about energy healing and I started learning how to work with my gifts and actually, you know, facilitate and, and work with the energetic realm. And then I just, I can't even tell you how it like officially began, but I was always really drawn to shamanism throughout my healing journey. I was like, it's just something so fascinating and so, you know, cause it's been so, um, repressed by the by the church and I've been brought up Christian and religious and you know anything to do with like magic or anything like this or healing or even energy work was like the work of the devil so I had always had this like like curiosity but oh don't go there because that's really bad kind of thing and but what I was learning is that love um life isn't just love and light there is also the shadow there's also the darkness there is also the the, the the stuff that we all have in our in our fields and I knew that in order to take myself to the next level I'd have to learn how to walk strongly and groundedly groundedly in the darkness and I so I needed some tools but I literally remember this is crazy this is gonna blow your mind as well so I'd already been like curious about shamanism like as a I don't even know like modality I guess I was like I'm really really want to like have another skill set because I just I, I got this I feel so much energy and and power coming into my field and I don't know what to do with it so I was sitting one day in meditation in Bali and I was like la 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 like universe like what's my next step show me the path ahead and in meditation it drops in shamanism training shamanic training Kauai December April and I'm like what <laughs> so specific so I yeah just was like what so I googled like Kauai what is that Hawaii and then I googled shaman training and sure enough December or April it's like right okay there we go December meant to be there yeah <laughs> I know so that was like my official apprenticeship started then but before then I'd just been doing my own like like reading books and working with my own like with energy healing and with the gifts that I already knew and learning like online and then when I went to train with my teacher in Hawaii it was kind of like here's how to use all this energy and yeah and work with it for healing for manifestation for I love working with it in business and combining those two worlds business spirituality um healing the web of life walking in right relationship with the planet and you know just living in harmony with our souls living in harmony with the universe and with each other and with the planet and you know the the gifts and the providence that this planet has you know like the plants and the healing medicines from the plants and the things that we consume and it's just oh we, we could have do a whole episode on on this yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's kind of the the um short version of that we love it. Yeah, I feel um, through my like healer journey, more more and more drawn to drawn to it. And it's like I've got, I've got all the little things. I've got my Reiki. I've done the Akashic Records things. Like, but that particular word shaman keep like it's always popping up so yeah i've been yeah. very curious and i've wanted to ask you for a very long time about yeah. it maybe i need to sit down and do some work with you with yeah. it. something there but we'll figure it out so thank yeah. you for sharing that because there are just so many i feel like it comes to you though right like there's so many yeah. things that that everyone can do and learn yeah. but there are what we all have 
little callings that just pop Ex- up. Like, I love the specificness you. of your one about yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and now, you know, it's really cool now because we like Dane and I through Sosha School of Spiritual Healing Arts. That's yeah. what like that's now what we get to do is you you know combined we've got like 15 years of experience of working with the energy realms and the energy healing and then bringing the fusion of shamanism and breath work together is what we you know bringing that is just is next level yeah is training like yeah trained and most most people that we work with in that are already healers and it's like really taking that to the next level so it's shaman by the way is <laughs> um shaman the actual meaning of it is seer between realms is able to journey between realms at will right to access different realms of consciousness and different levels of consciousness at will i've never had the most amount of goosebumps in a speaking to a person as much as i have with you <laughs> today this has been fun <laughs> this has been fun <laughs> i need to look at Shosha a little bit more and um probably talk to you offline let's um before we kind of start wrapping up and things like that is there something i mean there's lots of things and we could talk for hours but is there something on your heart for a walnut listening that you feel like you haven't quite shared or that you want to share or anything like that yeah i i truly believe like the path of walnutting you know i love the way that you put that as well is like our soul all already knows what it's here to do and we all deep down know what we want to do we might not know what it looks like but we all when we tap into it we know the kind of life that we want to experience and how we want to feel every day and the kind of impact or contribution to humanity that we want to make and the kind of experience of abundance that we desire to live with and we might not know what it looks like, but each of us deep down, we, we know what we desire to feel. And the, the funny thing is, you know, walking this path, this walnut path, the part, I call it the path of the healer or just the path of purpose and truth, our soul's truth, the easy path actually ends up being harder mm. in the long run. The easy path is the one that says, go to school, get a good job, buy a house, get a mortgage, get married, climb the career ladder, um, work nine to five, get a stable paycheck, uh, you know, like have security, have safety. And, and that's what society leads us down. And so while it might seem easy at the beginning, I believe like, I couldn't think of anything worse than at the end of my life being like, man, like this is just, do I want to wake up every day dreading Mondays and looking forward to Fridays? No. Right. And then what appears to be the hard path to start with, because we have to walnut real big, <laughs> real big. We have to have the conversations. We have to take responsibility. We're going to have so much courage in everything that we do and so much faith as well that, that we are going to be supported by the universe, that things are going to work out for us, that our soul has got this. And the hard path at the beginning turns into the easy path. We get to wake up every day doing what you desire. We get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and imagination. You get to have the relationships, have the abundance, have the kind of business that you want. Like that's on the other side of what appears to be hard to start with. So you know deep down what you got to do. <laughs> and it's here for you. <laughs> I love it. And very important in keyword as well, we get to versus we have to. Yeah. At the same time, you know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was so delicious. That was yeah. So um, where can if the walnuts have like fallen in love with you and want to find you on the internet or in real life, all the things, where can we um get in touch? with you yeah so libby robertson is my name and you can find me on instagram i am the handle is libby light leader and if you go to my website libby robertson or on facebook libby robertson uh libby robertson you'll find me <laughs> just <laughs> if you google if you go to my website you'll find me we'll connect send me a message and say that we connected through this beautiful podcast and i'd be so excited to celebrate this conversation with you yes yes and i'll put it all in the show notes and you also have recently just written your book you. if you're listening not watching i'm sharing it on the screen it's a beautiful bright yellow and pink um okay. book that says how to unmess your life 
if you don't mind me sharing one page that just popped out to me when I opened it today Libby please um I wanted to just share this with you Walnut because I thought that this was a beautiful way to like um start to wrap up this episode so um this is called you did the best with what you had and I just thought that this was like a really lovely sentence so it's Libby says when healing guilt and shame remember you did the best with what you had you'll do better now forgive yourself release it love yourself (laughs) so good for today's conversation it's just like honestly like I was like I was like I want to you know get this paid uh, like get the book so I can like talk to Libby and have the book there and la 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 and yeah that little page just popped out and I just wanted to share that with you Walnut and with you Libby because um emotional powerful all the goosebumps I've ever had in the whole world (laughs) um but token question Libby what Mm. does being a Walnut mean to you (sighs) such a good question Mm means walking the path of your heart it means walking the path of the warrior it means walking the path of truth it means truly giving yourself permission to be who you have been born to be that you are enough exactly as you are and that everything that you do allows you you're so worthy exactly as you are and everything that you do just you know no matter what you do you're always loved you're always enough you're always worthy and that that path of the heart and that courage energy and this you know the strength and resilience that you embody because of walking the path of truth is life-changing so I got to my <laughs> that was so beautiful um Yay. thank you very very much one <laughs> that bit that you just read mm-hmm. you did the best with what you had that's how I got over the time that I nearly threw a stiletto at someone because I was so wasted and that was what Liz and I were talking about at the beginning of the show it's like that version of me she did the best that she could do at that time I definitely would not throw a stiletto at someone now, but that version of me, that was the best that she could do. And I forgive her. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So Walnut, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, make sure you tag me and Libby so we can see and get in touch with us so we can hear what you what you enjoyed. And if you want to contact Libby further, I'll put all the details in the show notes. And of course, I want to hear from you, Walnut. So get in touch. And Libby, thank you very, very much for your time and for your presence and for the little intense setting that we did before we hit record. Um, yeah, like I said, you just cut fully embody everything that you give out. So thank you for all you do in the world and thank you for being you and for letting us have a little piece of it today. Thank I really you. appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you and for this space and for everyone that's joined us, the Walnuts that have joined us for this conversation. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and for being here and for Laz for this beautiful space that you've opened and for allowing the space to go deep and raw as well. So thank you so much and for the light and the magic that you bring as well. So amazing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. (laughs) Ciao.